Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek instalment of Bullet Points. And I want to discuss hope. So let me ask you this. Are you a hopeful person? And how does that show up for you? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is hope? This is the question I'm asking in this week's bullet points. Well, the dictionary definition is that it's a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. That's what it says in the dictionary, but I've been thinking a lot about hope recently and how it can actually lead to huge disappointment. I know, I know, hear me out, hear me out, don't switch off. I can sometimes give myself a really hard time for things that haven't happened because at some point I have seen them happen in my mind's eye and in that moment they have seemed possible. Therefore, when they don't happen, I'm disappointed. Even imagining them and hoping for them has made them seem not just real, but just like, yeah, this could definitely happen. And so if something doesn't happen, when I've had that flash of thought through my mind, I will feel as if I've somehow been let down or things haven't gone my way. And it leads to sort of like a lingering feeling of, hmm. And I suppose this idea of imagining an outcome or hoping for an outcome, I guess that's one of the pillars of visualization or manifesting. Although I think we've discussed at length how I feel about manifesting, not a fan, but it's not conscious. It's not a conscious type of visualization. It's not a deliberate thought. I just think that I have a weirdly hopeful outlook. And I'm confused because that should make me a positive person. But I know I'm not. (laughs) And in a weird way, I think this brand of hope that's hardwired into me actually makes me feel disappointed a lot of the time. I actually think that's why I have to catch myself with depressive thoughts and things like that. Because Dear listeners, this is what I've been contemplating recently. Because if I didn't hope for certain outcomes, then I wouldn't have set a bar for my expectations. And I suppose at this point, I should say that my style of hope really is to reach for the stars. It really is to imagine or see the impossible. I blame it on the films that I watched as a child, or just films in general, to be honest, that present a very idealistic version of reality. And my inability to not view life through a filmic lens, I think somewhat lets me down. So I've been to concerts before. I remember distinctly going and seeing Kylie Minogue in concert years and years ago and bursting into tears with this feeling of what must be like what must it be like for her parents to be watching her right now? What must it be like to have put in all of that work and to now be headlining a show 
in a major London venue. It was either Wembley or, or the O2, I can't remember. And I was so overcome with emotion at the scale of her achievements. And I put myself in her position, which I know is ridiculous. I know, I know, you don't have to tell me. But it was such an overwhelming feeling of joy and I can't even put it into words that I just was inconsolable. I just started crying. And I remember many, many years ago, I must have been a teenager when the National Lottery here in the UK had either a rollover, I'm sure it was before Euro Millions, but it was a massive, massive rollover. The jackpot hadn't been won for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I think it was up to around 80 million. This is what I remember. It must have been the late 90s. And I know my dad used to do, still does the uh, lottery t- lottery every week. And I think I bought some tickets. And I just believed with absolute certainty that because we were in it, as in we had bought tickets, that we were going to win it. I was just, well, obviously this is, this is going to happen. And when the draw happened and we watched it on television and our numbers didn't come up, I cried. I was so desperately upset. Now, maybe that's because I hadn't done a full evaluation and been realistic, but that's hope and realism. I don't think necessarily go hand in hand, but I was just so upset that it hadn't worked out because in my mind, I had Charlie and the Chocolate Factoried, that idea of opening that last bar of chocolate and seeing that golden ticket or of having that ticket in front of me because it was a paper ticket back then. And here and seeing my numbers come out one by one and realizing that I was now going to have 80 million pounds and my goodness, I was going, what would I have bought in 1996 with all that money? Gosh, I genuinely, genuinely don't know. Probably would have just gone, would have gone to New York, would have gone to Macy's or Blooming and or Bloomingdale's and bought all the hard candy makeup. I think that's probably what would have happened. But that's a whole other podcast. So it's just that thing. Like I said, every time I go to a concert, I think about what it might be like to be spotted by whoever's headlining, Axel Rose or whoever, and hauled onto the stage. And I only believe this to be a possibility. And it seems realistic to me because of the Bruce Springsteen video for Dancing in the Dark featuring a very young Courtney Cox. And because of someone like Dave Grohl, who has made a career out of inviting people onto the stage and giving them a shot at either playing the guitar or hitting the drums, hitting the drums, getting on the drums or singing. And in fairness to Dave, I have never been close enough at a Foo Fighters concert for it to be practical for me to go up and sing Sunday Rain with them. But so maybe that one's on me. I can't really blame anyone else uh, that's that's my poor ticket choice. Anyway, as I tend to do with these things, I've taken to researching hope and what it means and the characteristics of people who have hope. And to be honest, my research threw up results that just didn't fit with what happens for me and my hopeful thoughts to the point where I thought I'm going to have to abandon this episode because it's not hope that I've got. It's something else, but I cannot find it online, which made me very, very worried. But anyway, so when you start down the wormhole of what is hope <laughs> in a Google search, you don't really get very far without hope turning into optimism. Hope, it seems, have has more of a religious connota- connotation to it. And so articles on hope tend to quite quickly become quite spiritual and uh, religious. Now, this isn't the sort of the the road that I wanted to go down with it. So I took the path down towards optimism and thought, okay, well, we'll we'll rebrand this. 
And the benefits of optimism, the ways to be optimistic, all of these things are all over the internet. And in all fairness, you don't really need much of an explanation as to why optimism is so good for you. I think it's fairly... You don't really need an explanation. You don't need someone to spell it out for you as to why having a positive outlook on life, being optimistic, will be is a good way to conduct yourself. So the characteristics, though, of being optimistic, just for anyone who would like clarification, things like you feel that good things will always happen in the future, you expect things to work out for the best, you feel as though you will succeed in the face of life's challenges, you feel the future looks bright, you think that good can come out of bad, you see challenges or obstacles as opportunities, you feel gratitude for the good things in life, you're always looking for the ways to make the most out of opportunities... You have a positive attitude towards yourself and to others and you act responsibly for mistakes, but you don't dwell on them. And you don't let one bad experience model your expectations of the future. And so I went, I went through this list, I read it thoroughly and I thought, well, that certainly isn't me. I am a Debbie Downer. I know I am and I don't want to be, but I, but I am. So I am a Debbie Downer as much as I'm hopeful. I can get caught in a depressive vortex and sometimes... It's because my reality isn't living up to an expectation that lives solely in my head. Now, I might not have said out loud what I think should happen. I might not even be aware that I'm measuring my reality against it. But the fact is, knowing that another outcome, a better outcome, is potentially possible just leads to a sense of dissatisfaction. And that only comes from having been optimistic about how it could be. Side note. I think that's why social media leads to a sense of dissatisfaction with reality. We see other people's perfect, other people's excesses, and they make what we have suddenly seem less than. I know that that's really obvious, but it just sort of became really compounded when I started doing my research. Of, ah, okay, it's not just going on in your head. It's actually, you can see what other people experience, and then that can be another measure that kind of kicks you in the butt. Anyway, Thankfully, my research did uncover that there is a downside to optimism slash having hope. And I know this isn't necessarily something to cheer about, but I was delighted because it made me feel much less weird and bratty about my sense of dissatisfaction at things. Sense of dissatisfaction and disappointment when there needn't be any. That's the problem. It's the sense of dissatisfaction and disappointment when there needn't be any of those things because you're measuring against something imaginary or outside of the realms of possibility, even though... or the very edges of possibility. So whilst being hopeful and or optimistic is generally seen as a positive characteristic with mental and physical health benefits, there are pitfalls. So it can lead to an optimism bias. And this is where I think I might have had some issues. Optimism bias is where you overestimate the likelihood of experiencing good things while avoiding bad things. I actually think mine is more uh, hoping something excellent is going to happen and when something good happens, even something great happens, because it's not excellent, it's disappointing. I think I've hammered that home. There's also the fact that it can lead to poor risk assessment. Now, this isn't me because I'm extremely risk averse, but optimism can mean you're less likely to think about the potential risks and therefore make decisions or act in a way that looks or feels reckless. Then there's toxic positivity, where you overvalue positive feelings whilst ignoring or even repressing negative ones. So the way that this shows up most is, not most, but the way that I think we can see this sort of in the everyday in the world is that it can cause people to invalidate the emotional experiences of people who are going through something difficult because the reflex is to present a positive spin on it instead of saying, you know what, that sucks. I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do? There is a temptation to say, oh, look at it this way. Oh, well, if that hadn't have happened, 
everything happens for a reason and that can be very invalidating to the person experiencing the, the thing that is not great and I actually had an incredible conversation with Whitney Goodman on the podcast about this she has a book called Toxic Positivity, which is a must read if you ask me. And it really does dig deep into this particular subject. And I will put the link to that book in the show notes so that you can pick it up if you would like to learn a little bit more about that, because it's a really, really interesting subject. And trust me, you will never say to anybody again after reading that book or listening to that podcast with Whitney, everything happens for a reason. I now say, I'm so sorry. That's so tough. Is there anything I can do? And sometimes I don't even say if there's anything I can do because that's actually putting pressure on the person that you're saying it to. Sometimes they don't know. So just, I'm so sorry. That's so tough. I'm here for you. What does that even mean? But what I'm saying is it will make you think about the right thing to say. Anyway, as you know by now, if I'm feeling something or I'm exploring a topic in my own personal life or whatever it is, I will come here on these bullet points episodes and ask you, so are you experiencing a similar thing? Do you think that being hopeful has actually worked against you? Are you optimistic, but do you have optimism with a sort of a side portion of dread? Let me know. Let's talk about it in the Facebook group. The link to join the Facebook group is in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this podcast. That is everything for bullet points, but I would love to continue the conversation with you. So let's chat over there. You can also DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I'm at Emma Guns, or you can join the Facebook group or you can email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for following, commenting on posts, subscribing, spreading the word about the podcast. I appreciate it hugely. And thank you for everybody who has sent such lovely and generous messages saying that they are really enjoying these bullet points episodes. I love pulling the thread of a topic and chatting with you and then getting your messages uh, on a Thursday when the show goes live. So thank you so much for taking the time to get in touch. It is always such a pleasure. And um, yes, I guess that's it. That's everything for now. But please do talk about this in the Facebook group or just DM me because I feel like I do need to chat to you about this one. More than perhaps any other bullet points, I do feel as though it'd be really healthy to get a bit more of a grasp on this. And I think maybe that grasp is to know that I'm not alone because as I alluded to earlier, sometimes I feel really quite bratty for the way that my reactions will make me think, oh gosh, yes, you're being bratty about that because you don't, you've already, it's disappointing you, but it's only disappointing you because you imagined it to go differently and now you can't recalibrate. And that, that my friends, might need the support and help of a mental health professional. But in the meantime, I will take your support by way of uh, posts in the Facebook group and emails to thebeautypodcast at gmail.com and uh, DMs on Instagram and Twitter where I'm at Emma Guns. As I said, it is always a pleasure to spend this time with you. I appreciate it hugely. I will see you on the next one. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.